Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to encourage you that it's never too late to make a change. I'll also be interviewing personal trainer and podcast host, Alan Meisner, who shares his personal story of making a change and how he and his podcast, 40 Plus Fitness, help inspire all those over the age of 40 to make a healthy life change. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. One day, the employees of a large company reached the office and saw a big sign on the door, which said, Yesterday, the person who has been hindering your growth in this company passed away. We invite you to come to the funeral in the large conference room. In the beginning, everyone was very sad about the death of one of their colleagues, but after a while, they started getting curious. Who was this person who was hindering their and the company's growth? The excitement in the conference room was such that security agents were ordered to control the crowd within the room. The more people who reached the coffin, the more the excitement heated up. Everyone thought, who is this person who has hindered my progress? Well, at least he died. One by one, the employees got closer to the coffin, and when they looked inside, they suddenly became speechless. They stood nearby the coffin, shocked and in silence, as if someone had touched the deepest part of their soul. There was a mirror inside the coffin. Everyone who looked inside it could see himself. There was also a sign next to the mirror that said, there is only one person who is capable of setting limits to your growth. It is you. You are the only person who can revolutionize your life. You are the only person who can influence your happiness, your development, and your success. You are the only person who can help yourself. Your life does not change when your boss changes, when your friends change, when your partner changes, or when your company changes. Your life changes when you change, when you go beyond your limiting beliefs, when you realize that you are the only one responsible for your life. The most important relationship you can have is the one you have with yourself. It's never too late to change. When we were younger, we had these ideas of who we wanted to be when we grew up. And as we grew up, some of those dreams came true and some did not. As we continually made our way through life, we all of a sudden created many different perceptions of who we are and what we could do and what we could not do. And then as we grew older, based off of the experiences we had, determined if what we originally thought was true or not. As our self-esteem changed throughout our life, we started to create barriers within our minds to determine our success in certain things. Many of us don't even like to try things because we're afraid that we won't succeed. And so we'd rather not appear foolish, so we don't even want to try. Many times as we grow older, we perceive our body and we perceive our mind to become frail or fragile. One of my earliest shows actually talked about being an elder. And we talked about the misperceptions of what being an elder means as you get older. And many of us often think that we can't do a lot of the things that we did when we were younger because we're quote unquote old. Many people do become very stuck in their ways. Some people are very opinionated. Some people are very regimented. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if you find that your life is not developing anymore, then yes, that is something that needs to change. Think about it. When you were younger, you're very wide-eyed to how the world worked. Of course, as teenagers, we always thought we knew exactly what was going on. But then as we got older, we realized there was so much we don't know. When did that change? Because if we really think about it, many times we just stop developing and stop growing, and then all of a sudden we put these limitations on ourselves. The reality is, they're only limitations if you put them on yourself. 
you have not reached your highest potential. You've not even maximized all the years that are left inside of you. So if that's the case, then why won't you continually grow and develop? Why won't you continually change? If you find there are areas in your life that you would like to see different, but for whatever reason you think you can't change, then I want to challenge you that those are simply thinking errors. In other words, what we think to be true is going to be true. And the reality is it's only true, once again, if you believe it. So my challenge for you today is look at areas in your life. Do you find that you tell yourself, oh, I can't change, or I've always been this way. And if you don't like how you are, then change it. It's as simple as that. One thought leads to a different action, and then that action then leads to a different habit. So I'm confident that you can do this. You're never too old to make this amazing change. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. Have you ever woke up one day and felt like you were past the point of no return to find yourself in a bad place and not sure how to reverse your course? Well, my guest today, Alan Meisner, was in that same situation. He was in his mid-40s, terribly out of shape, unhealthy, and unhappy. He discovered a way to turn it all around and is now teaching others how to find health and fitness when they're past the age of 40. Welcome to my show, Alan. Thanks, James. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to be here. Yes, I'm really, I'm really happy that you're here as well. For me, myself, being over the age of 40, <laughs> I'm really glad to hear about this because I, I do know this, is a, this show is going to be very helpful to a lot of my listeners because I do have a lot of listeners over the age of 40 who probably have struggled with things that you can definitely help them with. Uh, yeah, and, and it, it, it is a struggle, but it's, it's, it's something that anyone can do uh, if they have the right mindset and uh, they take the right approaches. I, I totally agree. You know, let's, I, I, wanna, I want them to understand who you are and how this even came about because you have a phenomenal podcast that we're going to talk about and a wonderful personal training, online personal training program. But I want to talk specifically about you and how, uh, I guess, just kind of understand how this all came about. So I know for you, your 20s, 30s, and 40s, you were really career driven. So maybe start us from there. Okay, well, you know, I I was the typical military brat, uh, grew up all over, uh, you know, and and then as I kind of got into high school and college, finding myself, uh, I, I just started getting really, really driven. Uh, mm-hmm. I did a stint in the infantry, uh, so that kind of gives you an idea of 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 kind of my mindset at times. Uh, I was also I've also majored in physics oh, wow. uh, and accounting, so you know, I, I've kind of got this diverse nature about myself of of just kind of going into the things full bore. Uh, and when I want something, I, I just, I go get it. And, uh, so, you know, the CPA exam is probably one of the hardest exams oh, that gosh, you can yeah, take to get into that. the industry. Um, uh, you know, th- there was never a question with my instructors or with me that I was, I was going to pass it the first time. There, there mm. just wasn't. Uh, in fact, uh, they wanted me to get a medal, which, uh, means that you have one of the top scores in the state. Wow. Alan, that's uh, and, amazing. And so, yeah, I did, but you know, it's kind of that whole driven of, okay, this is to the point of obsession. Yeah. And when I got into my career, uh, it really was kind of the same thing, you know, uh, sit down with the, the, with the partner to do my annual eval and I would, he would have us ranked by number of billable hours. And I always came in third hmm. and he's like, you're a staff person. You're not supposed to be. On oh gosh. Staff. I see. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, I was saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he's like, you, you're, you're going to burn out. You know, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to be on this list, uh, that high up, you yeah. know, and you could see where all my peers were. Uh, I got promoted faster than just about anybody else and, and was doing really well. Uh, 
but I also knew I wasn't on partner track and it wasn't my passion. Mm -hmm. I, I like fixing companies and public accounting isn't really about fixing. It's just, uh, you know, ticking and tying sure. and getting all of it organized. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I did start getting into uh, internal audit, working for various corporations, work myself up, you know, to vice president role, uh, you know, relatively quickly. Uh, I've had as many as, you know, 30 some odd people reporting to me at one time, running a budget of over $3 million. Wow. You know, so uh, for me, it was always, okay, what's the next step in my career? What's the next thing? How can I, how can I make this bigger? How can I, you know, provide more effort, more uh, to my business, to the company I'm working for so that I'm getting these promotions and getting these opportunities uh, and just building uh, for an internal auditor, one of the best resumes that you're going to find. Yeah. Uh, from a skill set perspective, from an investment. So, you know, I'm a CPA, CIA, I was a CISA, so I can do the whole thing. And and now I run a department. Uh, I've been with the company I'm with almost 10 years now. Wow. Um, and, you know, they, they, they're they good. They're good to me and it's a good company. Uh, so it's the one reason I haven't really just bolted from the job is because I just enjoy the work. Yeah. And that's been the driver is, you know, I've never done anything I didn't enjoy for very long, uh, but I do enjoy what I do. Uh, I would rather be a personal trainer full time, uh, but that doesn't uh, always pay the bills. Mm -hmm. So this is just yeah. kind of that that alternative. But it, it, as it's an a alternative, for now. it's a pretty it's a pretty awesome one. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Well, you know, going back to that whole concept of you know sometimes being too driven. I mean, I I don't necessarily think it's you can never be too driven, but I think it it goes back into there's a blessing and a burden to every gift we have. You know, if I can be the most driven person, but if I'm not, if that drive is, is only very myopic in the sense of that drive only is in one direction, well, then the other areas of my life aren't going to grow and develop and be fulfilled as they could be should that drive then be, uh, I'd be able to maybe hone that or maybe um, uh, look at it in a way where it's, it's applicable to every area of my life. Yeah. And, and I agree. And I think that's where, where my struggle was with all of this was, you know, if the job was in California, I moved to California. If the job was in Massachusetts, I moved to Massachusetts. And and part of that's my nature of, of like I said, being a military brat, mm -hmm. that makes sense, I, yeah. I can live anywhere. I, yeah. I don't, I don't have this strong desire uh, to have to live anywhere. Uh, I'll go, I'll go where the job takes me. And, and that's been a big part of what's also made me very good at my job is that people know, uh, you know, Alan will get on a plane and if you want him to live somewhere, he'll go live there. Mm. Um, and so that's always worked out for me. But, you know, on the converse of that, because I'm doing those things, you know, connections with family, uh, you know, my health and a lot of other things, I really just sort of didn't prioritize those enough for a large portion of my life. And by the time I was 37, I was obese and was in terrible, terrible shape. And uh, one of my passions, uh, as far as sports go, is, is sand volleyball. You know, two oh, hands. Oh, fine, yeah, yeah. And it's it's a it's an intense little game um, if you play it right. Yeah, And so, but I found myself playing six man and got winded and actually had to sub out for a game. And I was like, this is, this is not who I am. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not the guy who subs out. Uh, I'm the guy who can play all day. Uh, but I found myself in that situation where I wasn't. And so I'm sitting on this beach, you know, having what should be a great vacation, uh, but I'm miserable. Yeah. And, and, and so I'm like, I've got everything I could want from a career. Uh, you know, all the things that I would want in my life other than a life. Which makes sense. You know, I was just thinking about that for what you're saying, because you have, you've created a life, but yet 
You're not living. You're not enjoying your life in a way that's, once again, more, perhaps more balanced. Was that the particular moment when you realized, wow, the, the life that I've created is not the life I want to live? Is that, was that the, the specific moment you can think of? It was, yeah. I was, yeah. I was 37. I can remember the day I, I'm sitting on Puerto Vallarta Beach, you know, just enjoying a sunrise and just saying, yeah, but I'm miserable and I need to do something. Now, that was the decision. Now, the problem was being the age I was and trying to get healthy and fit, um, it, it was a huge, huge struggle. And so, you know, I remember uh, getting on a plane and saying, okay, I'm flying uh, here and I was, I was flying back and two days being home after an international flight. And I, you know, I was, uh, you know, really good on my diet, drinking just water. Uh, I collapsed at my desk. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And what it, what had happened was, um, I had gotten basically water poisoning because my sodium dropped so low that I dehydrated and the more water I drank, the more sodium I flushed. So my sodium had gotten oh, down my gosh, your level so yeah. low. Yeah. I, I, I had a convulsion and just hit the floor and, uh, made a mess of myself. Uh, I didn't go to the emergency room straight away, but I went in later that evening and, uh, you know, they put me on an IV. They, I thought it was, might be a heart attack because my chest was hurting and I felt really bad. And I'm like, okay. Well, you'd have a baseline of this before. Yeah. So you didn't know what was yeah. going on. Of course. So, you know, you make that effort, you think, okay, I can do this. And you're over 40 and you're, you're trying to do this and your body is not necessarily cooperating with you, which yeah. is why, you know, you, the mindset is important and the approach is important. And so kind of getting that balance for knowing that, okay, I didn't get in the shape I was in two years, one year or months, I, it took me decades to get to this spot. Mm -hmm. And if it takes me decades to get out of it, by all means, that's what it's going to take, but I'm going to take those baby steps and make that happen. And, and that's where I kind of put the whole math of the mindset together. And, and the word I like to use is commitment, not willpower, not, you know, resolution, uh, not even goals yet. It's it's really about committing to a lifestyle, committing to yourself that you want something in your life that's missing. And so, you know, for me, uh, I knew my health and fitness was yeah. not what it needed to be. I knew my relationships were not what they needed to be, but I made a, a personal commitment. And it's the same emotional commitment that I would equate to being married. Mm -hmm. Of it had that same emotion, that same viscosity, that same feeling, and I even said the vow out loud. Wow! And I was going to ask you about that because I, I wanted—I would first I wanted to really validate what you said because I think I was actually in a previous interview. I was just talking to someone about how most people, when they try and make a change or make a decision to do something, they, in their mind, they've, they've already at the end result, which is good. We should have the visualization, but so many times they. they they roll it out too, too quickly. In other words, if I'm not fully committed to do something, well, it's only going to be as, as, I'm only going to be as strong as what my schedule is. In other words, if I'm like, well, I'm going to go to the gym, or I'm going to do this. Well, if it doesn't fit in my schedule, then all of a sudden we're going to be incredibly exhausted and uh, trying to fit everything else in our schedule that we're going to quote unquote fail. And so I think it's so important. It goes back to the mindset and the mentality that you do have. And so I really, like I said, I want to validate what you said, that commitment level of I'm committing to make a change. I don't yet necessarily know what that change, how it's going to come about as far as the strategies, but I'm committed to being healthy. I'm committed to being successful in whatever that, per that perception is. And so I think as long as you have that foundational piece of the mentality, of the emotional connection, of the spiritual connection, then the rest of those strategies and the foundational pieces can grow. But if you don't have it, I, I totally understand what you're saying, that people will not be successful. 
Yeah. I mean, that's the number one piece of the foundation for all of this. And and you kind of said it scheduling. Uh, I'll put it this way. If if you told your significant other that you were going to pick them up at the airport at six o'clock in the morning, where, where are you going to be at six o'clock in the morning? <laughs> I see where this is going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and if you're not there, then okay. you're in trouble. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's so a really good point, Alan. I like have, this. Have the same emotion about <laughs> your health and fitness and, and make it that kind of priority to say, I love myself. Yeah. enough. When I promise I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. And if, if you know yourself well enough to say, okay, uh, to make this happen, I need someone to hold me accountable. Uh-huh. Well, that's good. You just, you know what it is. I mean, that's why we wear wedding bands and we do these things outwardly. So people know that we're married. So they're holding us accountable. You know, we're, we're hanging out with friends that they're, they're not going to want us cheating on our spouse. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you kind of have that accountability. And so it's really that kind of nature of, of understanding who you are through self-love, making the commitment to the lifestyle that you know you need to do, and then starting down that path of setting micro goals to kind of build mm-hmm. this thing out. Exactly. And if it takes you a decade, it takes you a decade. But the point being is you, you always know you're progressing forward and you're getting stronger in your relationship with yourself because you have that emotional commitment and you're seeing the results over time. And that's really where this all kind of comes together is not trying to do it all in one day, but saying, okay, I've got this commitment. So therefore this is a lifetime. This is not uh, a you quick know, fix, a six yeah. month, a six month marriage. This is, <laughs> yeah. this, this is it. This is, yeah. this is all I have. And I'm going to put me into it and do this in a methodical way so that I see the results. Um, and I get where I need to be. Well, you know, I, I really like this. I've actually, to my knowledge, I've never really heard anyone vocalize it or maybe uh, present it that way before of the, the marriage with oneself, as far as the commitment one's creating uh, in comparison to, let's say, an actual relationship with someone else. I really like this. This is, this may be, this is novel to me, whether it's novel to anybody else, it's, it's irrelevant because I think I can get on board with that. You know, for me, my health and fitness is very, very important to me, but I think just even hearing this as well, it helps me even maybe tighten up some of those things in my own life, perhaps not only my health and health and wellness, but maybe other things as well to really say, James, are you fully committed to what it is that you're going to do, you know, it may not be the the top of my or the the top of my my mind in the moment, but if it's that piece that is important to me that I know is going to be important to me even later on, I need to really be more mindful that I, I need to really commit in a different way. So thank you, thank you for sharing that with me as well. Yeah, and and I think you know most people that will go through like a a, a severe health scare, you know, because there's typically a trigger mm-hmm. uh, for most of us to kind of get on the health and fitness kick if we we haven't been on it. Um, and, and, you know, they'll be in the hospital, you know, maybe they had a heart attack, uh, something occurred, uh, that's, that's kind of emotionally jolting and getting them to a point where they're afraid. And so yeah. th- if they start from a place of fear and, and that's a, that's a very powerful emotion and can drive a lot of people to, to success in their health and fitness. Uh, but I, I would encourage folks before they get to that point of fear of course. is let's start with self-love. Well, because it also comes from a place, a benevolent place, as opposed to being, now I have to do this. Now it's life or death, if you will, if I'm, you know, if I had a health scare of some sort. When we are not, quote unquote, forced to do it, but we do it because, like you said, you self-love, it's a completely different approach. Both are, can be successful, but one comes from a a long-term effect, where the other one does come from more terror, more fear, more, um, 
more emotionally charged in a different way. Yes. So how, what have you found what do you, on your podcast here, but what have you found that most people over 40, why do you think it is hard for them to find that self-commitment or that self-love? Well, I, I think it's because they've spent their entire lives um, focused on something, doing for something. And, and, and you know, for, for women, it, it, it'll often be taking care of the family. Mm-hmm. And up until this point, they've always been needed by someone else. And maybe now their kids are getting a little older and they're not, you know, not, not, not that they're not needed. Uh, it's just the, the day-to-day, you know, having to take care of the kids stuff is going away. Um, and so that's where a lot of them start to wake up and realize, okay, where, where have I left myself and, and what am I looking at uh, here uh, for the remainder of my days? And then they start you know, hearing the inklings of, of grandchildren and whatnot. So it kind of changes the whole dynamic. And I think for men, uh, it's, it's more of now, now you've kind of got your career established, you know, you're not out there, the young buck trying to prove yourself anymore. Uh, you know, you're the older manager, problem solver, uh, kind of guy, you know, sitting at your desk and you kind of get that same moment of saying, I don't, you know, there's not much else I can do to build my resume. Uh, I just need to go ahead now and, and maybe focus on these other things so I don't die two years after retirement because I've worked exactly. so hard to do this retirement thing, <laughs> and then, nothing, and then yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, and then done. Yeah. And so I think, you know, understanding what you want your life to be like is kind of that future target mm-hmm. of, okay, setting a goal. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily, it, it's going to be a big goal. So you want to break that into micro pieces and, and start working your way through it to find the strategies and pieces that will work for you because we're all unique. Yes. Like I said, I, if, if I need to go to the gym or want to go to the gym, I will just go to the gym. I don't have to have an accountability partner, mm-hmm. but there are other people that absolutely need to have someone holding them accountable. Yes. Uh, there are people, you know, that, that definitely would benefit from having a coach. Um, and I'm actually, you know, even though I am a coach, I, I hire a coach. I've hired mm-hmm. a strength coach. Uh, I'm preparing for a Spartan super in, uh, June oh, that's great. And, I, yeah. and I wanted to be as strong as I could possibly be for that. Yeah. And so I've been working with a strength coach, uh, to get myself as, you know, as, as strong as I can get before that, uh, that Spartan. So, you know, knowing yourself and knowing how these things are going to work for you and maybe you don't know, you just need to try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having that mindset of, okay, I'm going to try this and see how it goes. And so maybe you take a yoga class because you want to work on some mobility and flexibility. Uh, maybe you go ahead and take uh, martial arts because you want to work on balance um, and endurance. Uh, or maybe you go into the gym and you lift uh, in a functional way so that you're getting stronger and building muscle mass. Well, I think uh, that's a good point because not everybody is going to go to the gym. They're, and I think it's a really um, important, I guess, differentiation in the sense of everyone's health and wellness and fitness is going to look different in some way. And so you get to figure out, well, what does that look like? I mean, in the sense of we're all have the same goal as far as being um, healthy, but is it always going to be in the gym or is it good to have multiple versions of that? And like you said, yoga, Tai Chi, martial arts, whatever those things may be. But I think that is important that some, like you said, sometimes the traditional version of that may, may or may not work. And so just trying to figure that out. Yeah. And, and a lot of that's going to be driven on your vision of what you see your future self being like. Mm-hmm. And so when I work with clients, we'll actually sit down and I'll say, I want you to give me a vision of what your future looks like. And, you know, they're like, I want to move to the mountains and be able to hike or, you know, I want to be able to play with my grandkids, um, you know, or I love playing tennis and I want to keep playing tennis. Um, you know, all of those are, are noble, uh, but you have to start now kind of working on building the foundation to 
to be able to do that because, uh, you know, when, when your grandchild comes running at you and you're going to pick them up, uh, you know, do you have the strength and stability to, to hold your grandchild? Yeah. Um, if you want to do the hiking, you know, what, what are, are we talking about, you know, mountainous or are we talking about just, you know, uh, slight uneven grade or where are we at with that, where you want to be to really map it out. And so, of course, yeah. And, and once you kind of have that vision and that could change over time, so you're not locked into this, but it kind of tells you, okay, if, if I want to, you know, play with my grandkids, I need to have the mobility to get down on the ground and get back up. I mm-hmm. need to have the strength and stability to be able to functionally take, you know, carry the kids around and do things. Um, and I don't need to get winded when they want to go play. I need to, you know, be out there with them. So it's very it, functional as well. So sometimes it doesn't have to be this, you know, this really in-depth plan per se, but it's sometimes very utilitarian and very functional. <laughs> well, the definition of functional is living your life. Yeah. And, you know, so yes, that's what you want to do is design the programming uh, around your exercise, around what you want your lifestyle to be. And then you can use the, the diet piece, which is actually the bigger of the whole set, and just basically mm-hmm. say, if I need to lose weight, I know I need to eat differently. Yeah, of course. And finding the eating plan that works for you. You know, I I happen to to get into more of the clean, mm-hmm. uh, and I get into ketosis. That's that's my eating style. Yeah. Uh, from a cyclical perspective, uh, other people, you know, they, maybe they want to be a vegetarian, maybe they want to try different things. And, uh, you know, it's, to me, it's all cool. They all have their science backing them. Uh, I just say, try it, see how it works yeah. for you. And if it's working, who am I to say you should do something <laughs> different? Uh, yeah. You know, you, you know, you, and, and so, you know, once you have that commitment, once you kind of set that vision, uh, then you can just make a vow to yourself that you're going to get there. Yes. Well, tell us more about the podcast. Okay. Well, again, it, being over 40 and trying to stay healthy and fit, it, it can be challenging. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've been there. Uh, so I started the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast as a way of kind of communicating to folks uh, what they can do to make the change, what they can do to improve their health and fitness. And uh, it's it's a combination of solo shows where I'll do some topics, uh, particularly topics that have been recommended on the Facebook group. And then I'll bring in authors. And so with each of the authors I bring in, I've read their book. So mm-hmm. we have really in-depth conversations about what's in the book. Mm-hmm. It's not just them saying, yes, I wrote this book on diabetes and you should get it. Uh, you know, it's like, let's really talk about what sure doing to your body and how that mechanism is working. And, you know, and, and so we get a little deeper on it. Uh, I we always leave the show with something actionable. So they really kind of get some actionable things out of that while they're waiting for their book to ship from Amazon. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, so that's the podcast. And I do that three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And uh, have some great authors on there. Uh, That's great. Try different topics, so it's like nothing's nothing's out of bounds. Uh, I've had a bird watcher on there. I've had you know, <laughs> you know, a, a, a veterinarian, uh, and, you know, taking better care of your your pets. Um, and you know, I've had vegetarians, and I've I've had uh, keto and and mm-hmm. fasting and the whole bit. So it runs the gamut. Um, I like to I like to share all of that so that you can find the piece that works for you. Um, and it's not me being prescriptive and saying you know this is a keto show or this is a of course, vegetarian yeah. show. It's like one of these might work for you, and you just need to you need to figure that and out. And I really like that because it is not so locked into one specific. 
uh, paradigm or one, one specific modality because there are so many amazing science-backed um, information that's out there for so many people. And so we just have to figure out which one works for you. So I'm really glad to hear that, that it's much more expansive. And that's the 40 Plus Fitness 40, podcast? 40 Plus Fitness podcast, yes. Wonderful. Now, where can my listeners find out more information about that? Because I definitely, my listeners, I really want you to, to go ahead and listen to Ellen's show because I think it's going to be phenomenal. I know that's something I will be listening to as well, being a 40 Plus person as well. So where will they find this information online, Ellen? Okay, you can go to 40plusfitnesspodcast.com, and that's the website, and you'll see the podcast button there. Uh, it's also available on iTunes or Google Play, so if you, if you use those apps or any of, the, any of the aggregator apps, you should be able to find it there, uh, 40 Plus Fitness Podcast. Wonderful. And now you also have, and we're going to wrap up in just a second here, but I want them to also know that if they want to um, look for you to be a potential online personal trainer for them, they, there's an option for that as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, if you go to forever.fitness, I know that's a weird TLD, but it's the .fitness TLD, forever.fitness, um, that'll take you to a site where I actually do my online personal training at. And uh, I have a free training there. It's called Getting Started on Strength. So if you haven't done any lifting and really want to just ground up body weight and resistance band stuff, uh, it's a free program for you to go through uh, to just kind of get an idea of how I coach. Mm -hmm. uh, I also have kind of a 28-day uh, weight loss program uh, for folks that want to lose weight. I guarantee that you can lose 8 to 10 pounds in a matter of a month, 28 wow. days. Uh, if you don't, you get your money back. And that's how all my programs are set up that way, that I, I don't want your money if I can't help you be successful. Um, so that's why on my main program where I do the one-on-one, -on -one, I do have an application because I want to make sure before we – get into a relationship like that, that I am the right person to train you because I like I'm that. not always the right person uh, and acknowledging that you need to find the right coach if you need a coach. Um, and I want to make sure before we enter into a relationship that I am the right coach for you. Excellent. Well, Alan, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show today and sharing your expertise with my listeners today. Well, thank you, James. And I'd just like to say, hey guys, have a happy and healthy day. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you soon.